Chapter forty three of Jacob Faithful by Captain Marriott. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Noel Badrian. Chapter forty three. The Domini proves Stapleton's human nature to be correct. The red coat proves too much of a match for the blue. Mary sells Tom, and Tom sells what is left of him for a shilling. We never know the value of anything till we have lost it. I had often ruminated in what manner I could render the Domini more comfortable. I felt that to him I was as much indebted as to any living being, and one day I ventured to open the subject, but his reply was decided. I see, Jacob, my son, what you wouldst wish, but it must not be. Man is but a creature of habit. Habit becomes to him not only necessity but luxury. For five and forty years I have toiled, instilling precepts and forcing knowledge into the brains of those who have never proved so apt as thou. Truly it hath been a painful task, yet can I not relinquish it. I might at one time, that is, during the first ten years, have met the offer with gratitude for I felt the humiliation and annoyance of wearying myself with the rudiments, when I fain would have commented upon the various peculiarities of style in the ancient Greek and Latin authors. But now all that has passed away. The eternal round of concord, prosody, and syntax has charms for me from habit. The rule of three is preferable to the problems of Euclid, and even the Latin grammar has its delights. In short, I have a hoodious pleasure in hic, haec, hoc, cluck, cluck, and even the flourishing of the twigs of that tree of knowledge, the birch, hath become a pleasurable occupation to me, if not to those upon whom it is inflicted. I am like an old horse, who hath so long gone round and round in a mill, that he cannot walk straight forward and, if it please the Almighty, I will die in harness. Still, I thank thee, Jacob, and thank God that thou hast again proved the goodness of thy heart, and given me one more reason to rejoice in thee and in thy love. But thine offer, if accepted, would not add to my happiness. For what feeling can be more consolatory to an old man near unto his grave than the reflection that his life, if not distinguished, has at least been useful. I had not for some time received a visit from Tom, and surprised at this I went down to his father's to make inquiry about him. I found the old couple sitting indoors. The weather was fine, but old Tom was not at his work. Even the old woman's netting was thrown aside. "'Where is Tom?' inquired I, after wishing them good morning. "'Oh, dearie me!' cried the old woman, putting her apron up to her eyes. "'That wicked good-for-nothing girl!' "'Good heavens! What is the matter?' inquired I of old Tom. "'The matter, Jacob,' replied old Tom, stretching out his two wooden legs, and placing his hands upon his knees, "'is that Tom has listed for a sodger.' listed for a soldier yes that's as certain as it's true 
and what's worse i'm told the regiment is ordered to the west indies so what with fever of mind and yellow fever he's food for the land crabs that's certain i think now continued the old man brushing a tear from his eye with his forefinger that i see his bones bleaching under the palisades for i know the place well don't say so tom don't say so oh jacob beg pardon if i'm too free now but can't you help us i will if i can depend upon it but tell me how this happened why the long and short of it is this that girl mary stapleton has been his ruin when he first came home he was well received and looked forward to being spliced and living with us but it didn't last long she couldn't leave off her old tricks and so that tom might not get the upper hand she plays him off with the sergeant of a recruiting party and flies off from one to the other just like the ticker of the old clock there goes from one side to the other one day the sergeant was the fancy man the next day it was tom at last tom gets out of patience and wishes to come to a fair understanding so he axes her whether she chooses to have the sergeant or to have him she might take her choice but he had no notion of being played with in that way after all her letters and all her promises upon this she huffs outright and tells tom he may go about his business for she didn't care if she never sees him no more so tom's blood was up and he calls her a damned jilt and in my opinion he was near to the truth so then they had a regular breeze and part company well this made tom very miserable and the next day he would have begged her pardon and come to her terms for you see jacob a man in love has no discretion but she being still angry tells him to go about his business as she means to marry the sergeant in a week tom turns away again quite mad and it so happens that he goes into the public-house where the sergeant hangs out hoping to be revenged on him and meaning to have a regular set to and see who is the best man but the sergeant wasn't there and tom takes pot after pot to drive away care and when the sergeant returned tom was not a little in liquor now the sergeant was a knowing chap and when he comes in and perceives tom with his face flushed he guessed what was to come so instead of saying a word he goes to another table and dashes his fist upon it as if in a passion tom goes up to him and says sergeant i've known that girl long before you and if you are a man you'll stand up for her stand up for her yes replied the sergeant and so i would have done yesterday but the blasted jilt has turned me to the right about and sent me away i won't fight now for she won't have me any more than she will have you now when tom hears this he becomes more pacified with the sergeant and they sat down like two people under the same misfortune and take a pot together instead of fighting and then you see the sergeant plies tom with liquor swearing that he will go back to the regiment and leave mary altogether and advises tom to do the same at last what with the sergeant's persuasions and tom's desire to vex mary 
he succeeds in enlisting him and giving him the shilling before witnesses that was all the rascal wanted the next day tom was sent down to the depot as they call it under a guard and the sergeant remains here to follow up mary without interruption this only happened three days ago and we only were told of it yesterday by old stapleton who threatens to turn his daughter out of doors can't you help us jacob said the old woman whimpering i hope i can and if money can procure his discharge it shall be obtained but did you not say that he was ordered to the west indies the regiment is in the west indies but they are recruiting for it so many have been carried off by the yellow fever last sickly season a transport they say will sail next week and the recruits are to march for embarkation in three or four days and what is the regiment and where is the depot it is the forty-seven fusiliers and the depot is at maidstone i will lose no time my good friends replied i to-morrow i will go to mr drummond and consult with him i returned the grateful squeeze of old tom's hand and followed by the blessings of the old woman i hastened away as i pulled up the river for that day i was engaged to dine with the warncliffs i resolved to call upon mary stapleton and ascertain by her deportment whether she had become that heartless jilt which she was represented and if so to persuade tom if i succeeded in obtaining his discharge to think no more about her i felt so vexed and angry with her that after i landed i walked about a few minutes before i went to the house that i might recover my temper when i walked up the stairs i found mary sitting over a sheet of paper on which she had been writing she looked up as i came in and i perceived that she had been crying mary said i how well you have kept the promise you made to me when last we met see what trouble and sorrow you have brought upon all parties except yourself except myself no mr faithful don't accept myself i am almost mad i believe that i am mad for surely such folly as mine is madness and mary wept bitterly there is no excuse for your behaviour mary it is unpardonably wicked tom sacrificed all for your sake he even deserted and desertion is death by law now what have you done taken advantage of his strong affection to drive him to intemperance and induce him in despair to enlist for a soldier he sails for the west indies to fill up the ranks of a regiment thinned by the yellow fever and will perhaps never return again you will then have been the occasion of his death mary i have come to tell you that i despise you i despise and hate myself replied mary mournfully i wish i were in my grave oh mr faithful do for god's sake do get him back you can i know you can you have money and everything if i do it will not be for your benefit mary for you shall trifle with him no more i will not try for his discharge unless he faithfully promises never to speak to you again you don't say that you don't mean that cried mary sweeping the hair with her hand 
back from her forehead, and her hand still remaining on her head. Oh, God, oh, God, what a wretch I am! Hear me, Jacob, hear me, cried she, dropping on her knees and seizing my hands. Only get him his discharge, only let me once see him again, and I swear by all that's sacred that I will beg his pardon on my knees as I now do yours. I will do everything, anything, if he will but forgive me, for I cannot, will not, live without him. If this is true, Mary, what madness could have induced you to have acted as you have? Yes, replied Mary, rising from her knees, madness indeed, more than madness to treat so cruelly one for whom I only care to live. You say Tom loves me, I know he does, but he does not love me as I do him. Oh, my God, my heart will break. After a pause, Mary resumed, Read what I have written to him. I have already written as much in another letter. You will see that if he cannot get away, I have offered to go out with him as his wife, that is, if he will have such a foolish, wicked girl as I am. I read the letter. It was, as she said, praying forgiveness, offering to accompany him, and humiliating herself as much as it was possible. I was much affected. I returned the letter. You can't despise me so much as I despise myself, continued Mary. I hate, I detest myself for my folly. I recollect now how you used to caution me when a girl. Oh, mother, mother, it was a cruel legacy you left to your child when you gave her your disposition. Yet why should I blame her? I must blame myself. Well, Mary, I will do all I can, and that as soon as possible. Tomorrow I will go down to the depot. God bless you, Jacob, and may you never have the misfortune to be in love with such a one as myself. End of chapter 43